trailer or teaser or whatever the fuck it is. Uh huh. For the Michael Bay. <laughs> yeah. 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 I have. Like I, I wanted to be excited for it. Like I, wa- even though I hate Michael Bay, I wanted to think that the turtles wouldn't get ruined by this. But yeah, just all around looks terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So he's not, he's not satisfied with raping our childhoods with Transformers. Now he's going into the Ninja Turtle territory. Really they don't, I don't even think they're teenage. No, they don't seem it. They don't. I mean, I think at le- the name of it is just Ninja Turtles. Ugh. And I just hate that Megan Fox is April O'Neil. Yep. And her dad invented the ooze. Yeah. To create heroes. <laughs> I missed There's that no part. There's no accident. God damn it. That's... They are a genetic experiment. It's so fucking dumb. So it like removes so much of their story. Yeah. Yeah. So they might as well have just said, yeah, we also uh, genetically, uh, uh, we basically created each of their individual personalities. So one would be a surfer dude, one would be a genius, one would be this, one would be, and, and no, actually, you know what it is? It, it turns out the plot of the movie is that the guy created the ooze to create superheroes so that he could have Michael B- Bay direct a movie about them. Right. That That's actually the plot of it. it just gets super meta. <laughs> <laughs> and like, no, 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 but I want the movie to be really shitty. I want it to really ruin someone's childhood. Who's who's Will Arnett playing in it? Because I accidentally almost did a Will Arnett impression by saying that. I don't remember. I don't remember. He, he's in it. He's like, he hangs with Megan Fox in the movie. Oh my god, look at these is turtles. Casey uh, Jones is in it, I think. Oh, that's awesome. So Probably not as cool as the original. Maybe that's who Will Arnett is. No, he's like her buddy. Like, he works at the radio station. Oh. Or the TV, the radio station. That's how old school. Like it's super CG movie, and they work in a radio station. <laughs> like nothing. He like is, they do all these <laughs> groundbreaking reports, and no one cares because no one's listening. He is Vernon Fenwick. Of course he is. That's actually someone from that. See, my first thought was, oh, Baxter Stockman, but that's not the same name. He's not. He's not the the Brundlefly guy. Whatever he is. He was What's that guy's TV. name? He, he worked with April on the TV series too. He looks oh, like okay. A sleazy motherfucker. Wow, that's perfect. The cameraman. Mm. Mm-hmm. Vernon Fenwick and Vern Thompson often blame the turtles for crimes. Sometimes Vernon Fenwick tried to take April's place as a news reporter, but his cowardice ah. in the face of almost everything was his undoing. So, so I'm gonna is... guess he's going to be a bad guy, but not on purpose. So this is one of those those situations where it's like you tell try and tell your parents somebody told Michael Bay about the Ninja Turtles and he latched onto the wrong things. <laughs> like you know, Oh yeah, this character's amazing. They'll they'll love this. This'll be a deep cut. No, nobody cares, Mike. Just just stop it. That's not a deep cut. You're an idiot. Go home. <laughs> ah, I shouldn't be surprised. You know. Uh, see, I liked the last one. I liked the last CG one. I thought that was pretty badass. You know, it was good. And it, I mean, there are a couple things that that didn't totally sit right with me. But they did. They didn't look like weird. They have noses. There's not. There doesn't need to be a nose. Yeah, they hole. have noses. That doesn't. And they don't need to have m- people mouths. Like those. It's not how they look. That's just not what a Ninja Turtle looks like. Yeah, so. exactly. They've just got big bull. They look like the Goombas from. Mm-hmm. Although, some people were complaining, saying that their shells looked weird, but I think it's because they didn't realize they were wearing bamboo armor. Yeah, right. No, Because yeah, Michael Bay also doesn't know what the difference between a samurai and a ninja <laughs> is. No, yeah, good point. Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to send you this link. Uh, we'll, okay. we'll consider the podcast started uh, when we started bitching about Michael Bay. Okay. Um, that, that's how all podcasts are required to start. <laughs> especially, uh, but how do I send you a link here? And Kate Freeman is playing Dr. Baxter Stockman. What Baxter Stockman's in it? Oh man, this had potential. If he wasn't directing it, it had potential. So here's his poster. Now I can't find the one that I'm looking for. It's for the movie Rio 2. Um, and as you will see, tell me when you've got it up. But I've seen um, the trailer for Rio 2. Okay, well it's the poster that's that's making me uncomfortable, and I have some problems with the logic of a movie about parrots that is CG. <laughs> All right. Let's okay, see. now can you see the poster? Oh wait, that's right. I have to do this to see the I am. There's. I forgot. There we go. I forgot Jesus, how to. I forgot Jesus, how to Dan. Do. Okay, I'm, I'm that's, that's looking fine. at it. 
Okay, so there's another poster just like this, but in, there's the little sparrow or whatever the fuck that has that little bottle cap hat on. Uh -huh. There's another one where there's a bird behind that one wearing sunglasses. Now, when I see sunglasses, I don't mean makeshift sunglasses. I mean like people sunglasses, but bird size. Can you tell me why this bird needs a fucking bottle cap hat if the other one gets people custom people sunglasses? He should be wearing shards of beer bottle in, instead. Like, just fucking... Maybe it's... That's, Maybe it's, like, the ones you get for, like, your Barbies. Mmm. But then he wouldn't be able to see through them. He'd be bumping around. Now, if he's a blind bird, that's one thing. But I don't think he's a blind bird. He's blind. He is blind. He's blind. Oh, okay. You're on, you're on IMDb and confirming he's a blind bird. Oh, I have no bird. idea. God damn it. I'm just damn. making you feel better. Yeah, alright. It worked for a second. <laughs> you should oh, probably introduce the podcast, I'll, by the way. Now that we've, Now that we've got the movie bullshit out of the way. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Movie talk with Dana J. On 108.6. Of everywhere. <laughs> That's a callback. Um, That'll never get annoying. My name's <laughs> the Dan, and this is the J, and we're doing the movie bork bork comedy podcast. <laughs> That's right, everybody. Welcome to the movie Bork Bork Comedy Podcast. I love it. I love it. That's totally what's <laughs> happening right now. Screw it. We're going to merge Why Did I Buy This and Dana J's Comedy Hour, yes. and it's the movie Bork Bork. I love it. That's good. Um, so that was that was my bitch was a Rio 2 poster. That's that's That shows you what's happening in my life. Not a whole lot. No. <laughs> not, not a whole We um. What, what, what about Noah? What, what about Noah? <laughs> Other than the, it looks the horrible. The movie Noah? Yeah, it looks horrible, and <laughs> it looks horrible. I, I'll, you know, whenever I pictured Noah, I, I pictured... Russell, Russell Crowe. Crow. Oh, naturally, yeah. I mean, when I first saw Gladiator, I was just like, you know, one of these days, there's going to be a biblical epic. It's specifically going to be about a fucking old man who builds an ark, and and it's going to be, it's going to star Russell Crowe. I don't understand, okay, and also there are, I guess, some super sexy ladies in it, too. I don't know how they ug them up to make them look old-timey, but I'm sure they don't bother. Well, They're I know that um, Hermione's in it. Yeah, yeah, her and another sexy lady, and I just, uh, Darren Aronofsky, of all people, directed it, the director of Pi, the director of the movie with the dildos, and he's, I can't remember, what's that one called? Requiem from a dream, for a Dream. I've never seen yeah. that, but he's I know. Also an, he's also an atheist. Is he? Oh, okay. Yeah. So is he's, this his... He, he's doing basically a Clash of the Titans. He's taking a myth mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. making an action movie out of it. Right. Right. That's hmm. how he That's how he approached it. Right. Well, that's an interesting approach. It still looks like garbage. <sighs> I think it's going to be garbage to, to those of us who like action movies, and it's going to be yeah. garbage to those who believe this right because right, they're right. gonna be like this is not biblical nope no nope, not quite <laughs> also i didn't realize that the whole point was that everybody else in the whole world got wiped out so that means the adam and eve myth is is boring like what's the point like i, was, I guess we were like, having this conversation the other day i'm like that's really according to the christian belief system that's the bottleneck of humanity not yeah, adam yeah. and eve right but noah and his daughters yeah some fucking and animal like, rights activist some yeah. animal rights activist and his kids uh, all fucked each other, and apparently they had to have fucked each other, right? Yeah. There had to been a lot of early inbreeding and, and such they going had to on. Be. In fact, in fact, um, from what I can tell, mm -hmm. in Genesis, it's a little bit iffy on whether or not, like, later on, mm -hmm. Adam and Eve actually were the only people because other, just, pe other people just kind of show up mm -hmm. and well they just talk about taking wives but they don't really explain where they come from see that confusion all comes from when peter gabriel gabriel left the group and oh. uh he thought they got a new um instrument player <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i can't you can't when, make those jokes if you don't know <laughs> the instrument the person played i tried i should have just left it at when peter gabriel left yeah. i i tried so hard yeah, it's Gen yeah, Genesis got confusing after <laughs> Phil Collins Sting and Peter Gabriel all went their own way. Yes, yes, that's right. When it was all the members of Rush. Yes. Each of the mem they individually filled in and it became Rush, right? That's how that's, that's how rock and roll happened. Yes. Mm -hmm. The real Tom Sawyer is really just Phil Collins. Oh. He's the real Tom Sawyer and he decided to 
up his voice a little bit and change the name to Getty Lee. That's amazing. So he alternates. He takes turns playing the most annoying singer. <laughs> yes. And the lamest singer. <laughs> I actually am not sure which is which. I almost like Getty Lee, but almost. I don't know anything about rock and roll. Now we're just going to upset rock and roll people. <laughs> we're going to upset people who like shitty movies. I will. I, this is what I have to say about Rush. Mm hmm. I accept that they were original in what mm-hmm. they did. Mm hmm. They furthered rock and roll. But Getty mm-hmm. Lee's voice is the most annoying thing I ever heard, and I cannot listen to their music. But, Dan, I mean. Today is Tom Sawyer! Right? That's, that's my... Yes. Okay. Uh, oh, okay. So let's talk about the sketch since it's a short one this time. Yes. I hope people have appreciated the fact that I'm now putting one minute clips toward the beginning of the podcast and the rest of it at the end. Because honestly, nobody wants. If, if you don't want to be <laughs> bored, you don't have to be. Exactly. Now, you know, one minute, you can sit through a minute. Luckily, this is designed to be a minute, and we stuck we stuck to our guns on this one. Yeah, I think I had a stopwatch or. Yeah, I think you did actually. Like that, for some reason, was very important to us. Like we're like, you know, our future fans are really gonna want to know. And actually, what what we didn't realize is we just wanted to make sure we didn't bore our future fans with this particular sketch. Right. Actually, well, we we didn't want we didn't want to bore our fans when we were doing our podcast discussing this particular right. sketch. Oh, no, yeah. I remember talking about that yeah. specifically. It was really important to You're us. You're like, Dan, um, you know, I was thinking there might be these things called podcasts. Mm-hmm. And then we're probably going to do them. Mm-hmm. And we don't want to bore them, so keep it at 60 seconds exactly. Exactly. I mean, I know at that point we, we assumed it was going to be an 8-bit sound. You know, an yeah, 8-bit would, podcast. Yeah, it would pretty much be like Nintendo sounds. Yeah, yeah. We're a series of bloops and like that audience sound like... <laughs> <laughs> Which is like could be used for a lot of things. Yeah. I remember that 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 really stood in for a lot of different sound effects. Oh man, has anybody ever made reliable like uh, vocals out of those? I mean, it's probably a way to do it. I bet you if you go ahead and just do a search for eight bit music or even Nintendo music, some mm-hmm. people have used that soundboard to do some pretty incredible things. Because I mean, there's one game. I, sw- I I remember watching somebody play a game where the where they did like program some dialogue into it, and it sounded okay but i don't remember there, i don't know there were some that did that okay I forget which ones but other yeah. than that it was usually just like like they would just play a sound like when they did uh like in double dragon or in mm-hmm. the game with all our your base are belong to us i think yeah they maybe approximated in that um <clears throat> but yeah that's that uh so in this one we talk about we bring back jelly jelly is always apparently very important to me uh yeah it, definitely in, apparently Yep, and, and uh, Father O'Malley is like, well, I had no ideas for today, so I'll just go ahead with what this guy has to say. I haven't read it yet, but... <laughs> right, I'll take audience submissions. Prepare to somewhat adjust your speakers. Beginning now. This is Father O'Malley's 60 Second Sermon. Hello, this is Father O'Malley, and today we'll be talking about Jesus Christ. Came to eat jelly. And this... to readjust your speakers so as to not deafen yourself now. I, I think actually when I was writing down stuff for the new Father O'Malley's I want to write, I was like, wouldn't it be funny if he took audience submissions? I apparently forgot that we actually did we that actually joke. Did so that. That's pretty that's pretty solid. Uh, and I at some point refer to uh, Jesus as being I correct myself by saying he's Jewish, not American. Uh, which is amazing. Yeah. That's that's that <laughs> It, even when in a previous sketch I corrected myself by saying he speaks American. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean English. I corrected that, <laughs> but I don't correct the Jewish bit, which is 
you know, we grew up around a very diverse group of people. So Apparently that's, so. That's, that's what happens. <laughs> uh, I, I guess because this is tolerably short and didn't, it didn't uh, upset me. I'm not as annoyed by it. <laughs> <laughs> it also contains me, so that could be an ego thing. No, you don't, you don't have that Mm-mm. at all. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Oh, oh, I should, I should, wait, did we talk about this last week? Did we talk about Shaun of the Dead last week? I think we did. Maybe yeah, we did. Pro- we talked uh, about Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. Maybe. That's why I haven't shaved, though. That's what I was going to bring up, why I haven't shaved, which, again, visual stuff works great, but um, <laughs> not shaving. Uh, I was like, I'm going to bleach my hair, but honestly, um, I'm going to be bleaching scalp. Like, I, I don't, <laughs> this is not, in two weeks, this is not going to grow enough. I'm just going to have to, like, trim it, trim the sides, because I'm getting weird, like, poofy bald guy sides on the, like, I'm looking like Stephen Tobolowsky from from uh, Groundhog Day more and more. Nice. You, can, you, can, um, you can pull off a Paul Giamatti pretty soon. God damn it, you piece of shit. <laughs> I fucking hate you. You know, somebody I didn't know that well once said, once once pulled the Paul Giamatti thing. It's like, if my best friend says it, that's okay. But if somebody I don't know, I'm like, you motherfucker. Like, that is... And if Paul Giamatti ever comes on my podcast, that'd be great, but I don't want to be known as a guy who looks like Paul Giamatti. <laughs> I can sound like him just fine. Uh... But I don't look like James Adomian, who does the best Paul Giamatti, so I can't like be like, hey, uh, by the way, look at me, super sexy dude, but I can also do the voice of a guy who played a character named Pig Vomit. So, fucking, <laughs> <sighs> 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 podcast. That's all I got. You can't outrun the wolf, kids. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Why is that stand like out? In like 30 <laughs> years, I want that to be the only thing that he's remembered for. <laughs> <laughs> not John Adams, not American, Be- uh, not uh, American Splendor, none of those Nothing things. None else. of the things not he's even, been nominated for. Not even um, thingy. Shoot him up with Clive Owen. No. Okay. I want him to be known for Big Trouble, <laughs> starring him, blue. Frankie Muniz, and Amanda Bynes. I think yes, is also in that movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, you know, the thing is, and also my one. Uh, I can't do a Gary Marshall, but I, the thing I remember about Gary Marshall most is his one line from that one trailer, which was uh, Never Been Kissed. Mm-hmm. That's all I ever remember. I know that he's a brilliant director. I've read his autobiography, but whenever my my point of reference for him is Josie Geller, you're going back to high school. <laughs> because it's funny, and it's just like, you know, he's... he yeah, Now, is he saying Josie Geller? Her name is Josie, but he pronounces it with a hard S. I was gonna say it's like it sounds like he's telling someone named Josie. Mm, Josie yeah. Geller, I'm using your full name with middle initial. <laughs> You're going back to high school. <laughs> maybe that's a twist we didn't realize. Maybe so. Maybe she was. Maybe she was secretly a dude, oh. like a really sexy dude, and that's why she was never kissed. Oh. You know, she was. A, a, she just was confused because she's a he. And she mm-hmm. looks like Drew Barrymore. Which, that would confuse me. That's a really forward-thinking movie. You know what? Hats off to Gary Marshall, then. And Hat, yeah. Hats off. Cheers. For Cheers. his mm-hmm. trans-supporting movie. Mm-hmm. Hey, he did a movie about two retarded people falling in love, so not to compare necessarily transgendered folk with retarded folk, but they're marginalized sections of society, Dan, so I'm trying to say Isn't, Gary Marshall is a trailblazer. I thought that most situation comedies... Mm-hmm. Or romantic comedies, I mean, mm-hmm. about two retards falling in love. They generally are. This was about people who literally have basically Down syndrome. Oh. Played, and this is a very sensitive move on his part, by people who don't have Down syndrome. Gotcha, gotcha. Giovanni Ribisi, who's a Scientologist, so he might as well be. And then the other girl... <laughs> wait a minute. Hold on. Who's the girl in that? Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Juliet... Is it Juliet Lewis? Hold on. What's that movie called? Do you have any idea what that movie is called? Uh, I hate, this I is gonna Sam. be this is gonna be the most insensitive Google search ever ever. I just <laughs> typed in Giovanni Retard. <laughs> Let me see what the name of the movie is. <laughs> the other sister. Uh, it's called the other sister. Okay. Juliet Lewis. Okay, Juliet Lewis. Is she You're not right. also a Scientologist? I, I want to say she's Isn't a Scientologist like too. Seventy percent of Hollywood Scientologists. No, that's not. Yeah, she is a Scientologist. Um, People I didn't know are Scientologists. Are Scientologists. Oh, I know. It it de- that definitely happens, and uh, but it's like just Will like specifically. Smith is one. I, it's kind of weird. I know. Like doesn't I seem didn't seem like he would be, but. Mm-mm. No, he doesn't strike me as. But he may that. have been like sucked in when he was a kid, working it on could a thingy. Be. Maybe Jazzy Jeff got him into it, and then Jazzy Jeff got out early, and that's why he's not famous anymore. 
Jazzy Jeff doesn't do anything unless Will Smith is going to show up. It turned out that actually doing rap mm-hmm. was how Jazzy Jeff released his impurities. Oh, I see. He didn't have to do the sweat box thing. No, he didn't do the sweat lodge. He wrote the raps. Oh. He said parents just don't understand. And like he, he said after he wrote parents just don't understand with Will Smith, like he could just feel like a beer he'd had 10 years ago just come out of him. Right. Like, he, he does, he, when he was a teenager mm-hmm. doing naughty things, every one of his songs was about an aspect of his life he needed to cleanse. Oh, And the okay. problem is, mm-hmm. is that he finished his cleansing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he ran out of material. No. So, like, he's clear. So, yeah. Well, what happened was he quit Scientology. Right. Okay. So that he could then re-toxify his body mm, mm-hmm. and in about five years he's going to go back in oh, that's and he's going to have a jazzy Jeff renaissance oh that's amazing I cannot wait for that really like mm-hmm. he's going to he's going to he's going to blow up big he's going to star in like he's going to start acting too he's going to have his own sitcom like he's going to pick Probably. up where he left off when, when Pre- the Fresh Prince went off to do the Fresh Prince exactly you got it See, but it's, like he can't literally do that, though, right? Because he can't be like the DJ of Bel Air. That doesn't—that's not funny. <laughs> that's not a funny title. We got to work on this show for him. What does he do in this? Is he still a DJ? I, w- I would say that um, he would need to go somewhere other than Bel Air. I think mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what it should be mm-hmm. is he goes to Uganda. Okay. And he's a DJ there. <laughs> And he's so that's just it. That's just he's a he brings music to people without electricity and stuff. Exactly. It's, Does he, it's, it's a comedy of misunderstandings, much oh. like the Fresh Prince of Bel Air was. Yes, you right. Know, because you've got you know the kid that was the hood from Philadelphia mm-hmm, mm-hmm. living with these rich bitch parents in Beverly Hills. Right. Right. So R.I.P. Uncle Phil. Exactly. So in Poor the man. one where he goes to Uganda. Mm-hmm, it's a mm-hmm. confusion because these people don't have electricity or houses. Right. But he has his two turntables and a microphone. Right, right, right. Okay. Where does he live? Does he live in like a mansion there? And it's confusing. So they're like, wait, how to get a mansion? That's the funny part. It's an inflatable <laughs> McMansion. <laughs> and he hires. There's going to be one episode mm-hmm. where his generator stops working and his Uh-oh. mansion collapses, and it's hilarious. Oh man, that sounds great. Do the people use his pool and stuff? Do they come over? Does he not let people in? Like, what's his what's his main character flaw? Well, that's that's going to be part of it. Mm-hmm. But you you don't know right away whether or not it's because he thinks he's better than them or he's embarrassed by his his riches. Yeah, but he doesn't know how to live without them. Ah, of course, so, of course. Yeah. That's going to be critical to his success as a person. Exactly. That's amazing. So, like, okay, we're talking five season arc. So, first season, he moves in. It's all confusing. Uh, everybody's poor except for him, mm-hmm. right? And exactly. he introduces them to hip hop music and 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 stuff. Okay. And then by the end of that season, something's gotta something something happens. Like something like uh, like oh, you've actually got a daughter, and she's in Uganda. And then then we're and then that's gotta, the cliffhanger. He's gotta have at least. Um, one of the people, one of the girls there, he's mm-hmm. got to have kind of a thing for. Of course, you know, naturally, yeah. But she's like one of those ones that thinks that who he, you know, is worried about, you know, that right. is not going to like the fact that he has riches and this right. inflatable mansion. Mm-hmm, so there's, mm-hmm. you know, there's that tension. Sure. But by sure. the end of the first season, she starts to see who he really is, or he starts mm-hmm. to be able to be himself around her. Right. Then sick season two, she he allows her into his heart because by symbolizing we symbolize that by letting him into his inflatable McMansion. Right. But she gets upset when she discovers his stack of National Geographics and doesn't realize that they're not porn. Exactly. He keeps yeah. them in the bathroom, but that's because that's the only bookshelf built into the inflatable McMansion. Well, you can't have like load bearing shelves in the walls and stuff in an inflatable McMansion. Exactly. It's not that easy. No. She doesn't get it. But, you know, eventually he's going to teach her the ways like of love, right? But it's not like she's ever right? been in an inflatable McMansion. No, exactly. She hasn't been in anything inflatable in her life. And exactly. that's one of the things that we're trying to teach, I think, is a Western value that things that are inflatable are great. Right? Exactly. That's also, thing. double mm-hmm. entendres mm-hmm. about inflatable latex oh. rubber. 
Uh, Dan, here's what here's what I need you to do. Okay. I'm gonna we're gonna leave the arc there. Okay, you can we'll figure out the arcs for season three, four, and five, and mm-hmm. then the whole what the whole series arc is about. But I need you to put together for me a binder, okay. and I want you to do what you just did. I want you to put up synonyms for things that can be taken to mean other things or talked about, so that we will make the audience laugh. Okay. See, like like so like one will like we'll have a tab for uh, rubber. And you'll be like latex, latex. Uh, and then inflatable. Like you know, draw a tree maybe. I, it doesn't have to be a binder. I don't want to box you in here, Dan. I okay, want you yes. to. It needs to be a tree, maybe a tree where it says uh, rubber. Oh, it might even be freeform. I might just send them to you in individual rubber balls full of paper. Oh, oh, that's that's exciting. Are you gonna ship them all at once or like one at a time? Um, you don't know yet. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But I figure you could do okay. like a ball pit with them. You jump in that's and you pop idea. out with a double entendre. That's really good. That's a good way to write a show. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's handy. Uh, so yeah, what's what's new on your side, Dan? What's new in Boise, Idaho? Uh, nothing. Nothing. Okay. Not nothing. Nothing. Nothing new with the job. Nothing. Not particularly. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. I, uh, I stained a crate today. <clears throat> Ruined my Scientology shirt. Oh, um, and I wait. You have a Scientology shirt. Harry got me one of those Teach the Controversy shirts. <laughs> oh, okay. So it's got a volcano with a jet flying over it, and <laughs> ghosts are coming out of the volcano, and it says Teach the Controversy. <laughs> That's right. But That's I got, looking good. I wasn't thinking clearly, and I got uh-huh. speckled with stains. Oh, it's sad. But at least you have a stained. What was it that you stained? A crate. Oh, a crate for what? What is your crate? We're for? going to put it on the wall. Mm-hmm. sideways and use it as a shelf oh i was like what the fuck like you really had to finish that whole thought because i had no <laughs> idea what i couldn't picture that i had no idea why you put a crate on a wall it's like one of the, it's like, like a, it looks like one of, you know, it's like a milk crate thing so it's open mm-hmm. top handles and that the makes signs, sense and it's like kind of slightly open so we're gonna uh, mount that it sounds good sideways on the wall and uh mm-hmm. i stained it to kind of milk in it and put milk in it okay thought maybe uh, we just got a PS3, which I don't care about except for that it is now a Blu-ray player for us, so that's good. Uh, it's, that's, that's what Jen's gift to herself was today. Nice. She's going to be playing Skyrim and Katamari, which means I can now edit without feeling bad. <laughs> I can do a lot of things, because she's going to be on that shit. Like, I get annoyed when she's on the iPad or on her phone, and I don't know why. Now she'll just be taking up all the media, so I'll have no excuse to escape. <laughs> like, it, it's fine. Like, I can just edit or listen to stuff or watch her play. Watching somebody play Katamari is one of the most relaxing it's things on the fun. planet. Oh, it's so good. Like, I've only played it once or twice, but I've watched hours of that shit. Yeah, I felt like the, they missed uh, they missed a, an opportunity when the Wii came out. Mm-hmm. Because you could totally have used the controllers as yeah. hand motions to yeah, yeah, roll yeah. the Katamari ball and pick stuff up. I don't know why that didn't happen. Like, that's... Did they ever do one for the Wii U? Uh, or no, I think it was just licensed to the Xbox and the PS3, right? They so were... I... They had announced one for the Wii U. Mm-hmm. But then it got canceled. What the fuck? Probably That's... because they probably something changed with licensing. I would bet. That's annoying. And then I never knew they came out with one on the PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Just the one though. So far, they've got, the other ones are mobile, and they they had like a. They have mobile ones too. <sighs> yeah, or like for the PSP or for the v, the Vita oh, okay. or whatever it was called, and then the Vita? yeah, there was one for. I think there might still be one in the iStore, but there's like because I have an Android phone, but I think they had one for Android, but you can't a, get it must anymore. Must have had a falling out with Nintendo. Maybe, which seems like a bad thing to have. I had one of those once, but, you know, it was amicable, and, you know, we made up. It seems like something that would be, that they could do on the the DS, too, because you could, like, roll, like, swipe the screen to roll the ball. Oh, yeah, 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 right? Right? See? I want to go to the right, I want to go to the left. Those are the directions you can generally go, yeah. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, you swipe to the right. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Look. The the people listening can tell what I was doing. Yeah, I know. They can tell better than I. I wasn't looking. Oh. That's, That's the sound uh, of okay. it going right. There we go. That Okay. A sound of it going left. Okay. Going faster. Mm-hmm. And slower. Mm-hmm. That's good. That was really good. Now I got it. Now Theater got of the it. mind, Dan. Mm-hmm. Theater of the mind. Uh Oh, who are our sponsors this week? It's Grolsch again on my side. Mine your sponsor. is... Root beer and vodka. Ooh, wait! So I'm, right. I'm going to say that our sponsor is Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, okay, 
Because you're drinking out of a I'm mug. drinking out of a stein. Is it regular vodka, Dan, or is it like vanilla vodka? Are you having vanilla like a... vodka? Oh, okay, that's pretty good. I've yes. I've done that before. What kind of root beer are you drinking, Dan? A and W. A and W. We should really seriously do. We still haven't done a root beer party. Maybe when next time one of us visits the other, we'll do our yeah, root beer party. Yeah, totally. And then we'll tell people about it because that'll be really exciting to the world. Is root beer parties? I yes. think. Mm-hmm. We're uh, gonna be driving to Seattle next weekend. Oh really? Go visit. visit Joe. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, how long of it? Wait, how long of a drive is that gonna be? I think Gary said it's something along ten hours. Ten hours. Okay, that's not so bad. No, especially since we can, you know, trade off driving duties. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're gonna drive out on Friday. Mm-hmm. I think we're gonna get up really early on Friday and drive out there because Ari works Thursday night. Oh, okay, okay. So we don't want to drive like overnight because then we'll sleep all day anyway. Mm-hmm. So we figure if we get up early, drive then. And then spend Friday evening, Saturday, Sunday there, and then drive back early On Monday. Monday. No, oh, okay. Nice. That should be fun. And I've never real work Monday night. I've never been to the, the rainy city. I've never been there ever. Me neither. None should be fun. Mm. So it'll be all new. Not not even her sister who lives there. Nope. That's It's strange. all new to her as well. That's odd. She hasn't opened her eyes, right? Basically, the whole time she's been there, she's yeah. been she's been locked in a box, essentially. Pretty much. She's she's going she's going there for art school, but she does all her art with her eyes closed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the, so she's getting a lot of good grades because she's just you know, it's all about the avant gardeness of it. You were right, right. She's just trying so hard that yeah, you have to give her good grades. Exactly. That's why art school is so much like special ed. I went to art school. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, basically, you know what? There, there are two ways you can get good grades there. One's trying really hard. And the other one is uh, conforming to the random standards of your bitter teacher. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I literally had one teacher whose standard in the class, it was called image design, so I understand part of it. The standard of the class was that it ha- the images had to be beautiful. And I'm like, really? How do you fucking quantify that? <laughs> uh, you know what? Actually, that was the, the, the short film that you were in of mine because you were visiting at the time. The that il- was for il- image il- design. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was for image design. And uh, I actually still like that story. The whole story for anybody, you know, I should put it up if it's not already up. I, think I don't it's know. It's already up. Okay, so it might be, but it's a short film where my my buddy Chad played this really big fan of this character that Dan and I created called Dirk Benedict, which we didn't we didn't realize was the name of the guy from A Team because we forgot. Even though I have an A Team lunchbox sitting honestly, right here. Honestly, for me, I never uh-huh. really watched the A Team, so okay. I I had no reference for it. It just sounded like an awesome old movie star name, and like you you had like kind of we put the head on you like Dan looks like an old movie star, so we used that. But then we had this character who was a fan of Dan's. He's stalking him, and the whole point of the movie is that it's reverse stalking because the it's like reverse racism. Uh, it's uh, Dan, Dan's character ends up stalking him, and uh, his soul is captured. It's really pretentious. His soul is captured on a photo, and then Dan sets it on fire. Then we also almost set off the fire alarms in my apartment yeah, building. That was a thing. Because <laughs> we covered a box of papers, we filled it with lighter fluid, and then threw a lit Zippo on top of it. It looks great on that film, though. You gotta admit, that looks really amazing. Um, <laughs> yeah, but not not beautiful enough. It's on your... Um... But is it the trailer, though? I, I cut a trailer with the same footage. It's it a, wasn't it, the short film. It's a trailer. It is a trailer. Okay. Yeah. So that's I should put all up I've, the actual... Yeah, that's all so, I've seen well, is a trailer. Oh, you never seen the? I gotta put the short film up then. It's 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 worse. It's not that good. But like, uh, <laughs> there's one part at the end that I think looks okay, where the light the we use the light behind you to symbolize the fire coming from behind you, uh-huh. and it kind of lights up like it rims your ears as the light will do. And my teacher's like, well, it drew my attention to his ears. I was like, what it is about his ears that the filmmaker wants me to look at? Like, shut the fuck <laughs> up. Like, I was thinking about this earlier today, actually. Uh, I had a guy on the podcast who I'd never met before, and he happened to be talking about a school, a, cl- a film class he took in school uh-huh. and talked about his experimental film teacher. And the second he said that, I started to groan because I had thoughts of the experimental film class I had. This guy was a teacher of the experimental film class, but he t- had another class. With Either way, have I ever told you the story, Dan, about my experimental film I teacher? I don't think so. That doesn't. I didn't oh. know you took an experimental film class. I did because I wanted to broaden my horizons a bit, and it was an option. 
the guy was nice, okay? Uh-huh. He's a nice enough dude. Uh, always wore, like, a ber- Not a beret. That's not that pretentious. He wore a cap. Like, no, it was a baseball cap. It was a baseball cap. Okay. I assume we'll, beret we'll, because... We'll go ahead and say it was a baseball we'll cap. We'll say baseball cap's a really important detail. Anyway, uh, nice enough guy. Very sweet. And he, he said from the beginning, he's like, look, I make experimental films. That's what I do. And obviously, that's why I'm teaching experimental film class. We watched, you know, a lot of pretentious shit. Some really cool-looking stuff. Some stuff that was at least interesting. And everybody got to do essays and most of them were pretty interesting and towards the end of the semester uh-huh. he he said all right guys if you want you do not have to stay for this this is an experimental film it's about pornography i want to give, give you a heads up it's got a lot of adult images but you know you're adults you can make the decision to stick around i'm like you know what? i'm gonna be cool i'm gonna stick around he's like you know and you know Sometimes I'm in my own films, and I'm like, okay, I'm getting a little uncomfortable, but I'll stick around because I want to look like a guy who's got, who's cool. And damned if two minutes into it, it's not him full on just jerking off on camera. That's <laughs> that is a huge. It's like fast images. This, this, this actual porn, actual porn. Then my teacher groaning and grunting and jacking off like dick first into the camera. <laughs> like, oh my god, that is one of the most upsetting things I've ever seen in my life, and I will never get the image out of my head. It, it it was like uh, what's that Snapchat or whatever the fuck it is, but it was your teacher, <laughs> right. and and I volunteered. I, I was not allowed to complain. Were you? Did, did you guys dis- discuss the meaning of the film? <laughs> I think we must have, but I'll tell you right now, Dan. Uh, I don't remember anything I'm just after that to for a while. Out what? <laughs> it's a, it, what it is. Is what, it what is it a message saying, Did you know the guys masturbate? Because I'm pretty sure you don't need an experimental film for that one. That's just called you know Monday. Uh, yeah. Um I don't know. I honestly can't remember, and I'm sure there were people like, oh, that's very interesting. And the whole time I'm like just thinking, please be somebody, somebody please turn to me and give me a what the fuck look so that I've got somebody to relate to right now. But no, (laughs) no, it was film school, man. That wasn't going to happen. That was just too much. Oh, my God. Again, it was. See, what I would do, Mm -hmm. this is how I would do that. Okay. This is how you would do the movie? This is how I would do my porn masturbation experimental film. Okay. Oh, no. It would start, you know, like with some Skinamax type suit. Okay, sure, naturally. Mm-hmm. And it would, you know, would show my face. <laughs> and I'd just be sitting there. I'd be kind of blank. Right? Sure, naturally. And then, yep. then it would cut. This is going to, this will be a short film. Okay. Shorter than Father O'Malley, probably. Okay, right, right, right. right. Um, and then it would cut <laughs> back. And then there would be, you know, some boobs and stuff. Like, you know, the, you, you'll see some stuff going on. Sure, some right? pendulating bloobs. Right. Bloobs is what they're right. called. Yep. And then it would it would cut back to my face. And maybe now I've got an expression on my face. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe maybe I'm looking more intense. <laughs> right. And then it would go back to the, the film. Uh-huh. And then there will be, like, just kind of some gentle lovemaking. Okay, right. You know, like a, a female-friendly pornography. Sure, sure, sure. And then it would cut back to me and maybe there's some, some sweat. <laughs> beating on my my forehead some do you do not sweat you glow yeah Mm -hmm. i glow and then it would cut back right and Mm -hmm. then there's some some more hardcore stuff Mm -hmm. you know fake boobs you know sure 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 the the face you know the woman going oh oh (laughs) yes oh i love it fuck me fuck me you know that kind of thing right (laughs) yeah and then come back to my face and maybe now you know i'm shirtless Uh uh-huh right and and you can see my shoulder moving (laughs) <laughs> like that. Yep. Yep. Got works it. Really, works really well for an audio podcast. Okay. And then it would cut back, and maybe there's like a threesome going on. You know, it's getting okay. a little sure, little, little more like whoa. Right? Mm-hmm. And then it's then back to me, and now both arms are moving. <laughs> <laughs> a little more dew on my. Uh, maybe, right, right. maybe there's like a droplet going down my temple, right? Uh-huh. Right. Of sweat. And then it would cut back, and then there's like, you know, like you know gay transvestite you know threesome going on here mm-hmm. so it's like mm-hmm. you're not really sure whose parts are whose kind of thing right 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 and now i'm leaning over maybe i'm breathing <laughs> and then it'll cut back and there's like a goat right uh-huh. a, a goat and a blow-up doll and like two transvestites together uh-huh. um and then i'm really like my eyes are squinted and like water's pouring down my face and, <laughs> and then one last shot Mutilated corpse. Uh-huh. Come back to me. Uh-huh. Just my penis. Uh-huh. Onto the onto the lens. Fiend. <laughs> That's, I 
think you might have just described his film exactly. <laughs> I think you just flashed me back. Oh my god. He was a, basically it's, it's making the, that point. That is basically what a, he was it's, trying it's to do. It's an examination of how it requires more perverse porn to mm-hmm. achieve mm-hmm. coming on a camera. Right, right, right. That's, that's what we're all looking for. Right? Right? We all we're just look, want, we're, we're all, all looking for our, and coming on a camera. We're all looking for our mutilated corpse. Yes, exactly. Oh boy, you know what? And it's funny you say that because I'm now now okay. Now I'm not remembering another another dude, very good friend of mine, very <laughs> uh-huh. nice guy. Okay, yeah, but uh-huh. he was a, a, a fellow film student, and uh, he was telling me about a film he wanted to make. And he's like, "Yeah, this weekend I'm shooting footage, close up footage of my girlfriend masturbating, and I'm going to intercut it with footage of exactly what you just described, like mutilated, like faces of death shit." And I'm like, like "Yeah, okay." What? I know. Why? 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 I just want to make fun movies about people doing dumb shit that makes people like farts. Or I would have accepted a fart movie at that point. Like, <laughs> like I, I, I won't write a, a fart, fart joke. Porn? But a fart porn. Yeah. Oh yes, a fart porn. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's fart core. Fart core. Yes, exactly. Ah, uh, so that's. I will tell you if nobody's ever turned our podcast off yet. <laughs> <laughs> that is a reason. That is, a, I, I wouldn't fight you on that. That is a reason to turn the fucking podcast off. Uh, I, I still, you know what? When I sit and we record these, I'm always like, hey, some, something might be a title. Something might pop in my head. So far, all I've got is mutilated corpse and Dan jerking off. Like I don't know what we call this episode yet. It's okay. Not, it's still not, brought to you by not Skype. the Bork Bork movie comedy. Oh, you know what? You know what? That's that's not a bad. That's that's a good title. Have, has, it's uh, either the, that or. Corpse masturbation. Those right. are like pretty much your only two am, titles. I'm, I don't want to leave that up to our audience uh, just yet. Okay. I'm gonna say we'll we'll think of that one through and we'll come up you with. Could, you, know, you could call it weeks, the so. Bork Bork, you know, movie comedy whatever. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Slash or in little writing. Uh huh. Corpse masturbation. Corpse masturbation. Okay. All right. Well, we'll have to. I'll run that one through with the people. Okay. Who do the decisions? That title just reminded me of a freaking ridiculous show they put on. Who put on? Uh, Who? Beast. Um, what are the theater places here? Oh no. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll, let me give you a little bit of backstory on this. Okay, I'm okay? ready. Yes, I'm prepared. When we the the <laughs> summer we moved out here to uh-huh. Boise. What year was that? Two ago. About two ago. 2012? Yeah, okay. we'll go with that. Um, Alright. We... Her... Uh, every... McCall has a playwrights conference, right? Okay. For playwrights to go to, and they, you know, a handful of them get their stuff kind of read and critiqued and mm-hmm. all that jazz, you know, it's supposed to help them in, improve their craft and, right. you know, get maybe something that they have close to complete, you know, closer to completion, you know, much like uh-huh. the, the porno. <laughs> And <laughs> um, yeah, uh, a couple, there's a couple people that are like minor celebrities, like Sam McMurray, who was in um, Drop Dead Diva oh. or what, whatever that one with mm-hmm. the yeah, I know who you're talking the, about, yeah, the ones with the the pageant. Mm-hmm. Drop Dead Gorgeous, yeah, Drop Dead Gorgeous. That's the one. Drop Dead mm-hmm. Diva was that that show that okay. was on like a season and would suck. Um, anyway, he's there, and like um, Craig Watson from Freddy was there. You know, he, mm-hmm. he'd go there. Um, anyway, so they were doing this. We went up there. We could only go up there for the for one, like to see one. We we're there for okay. like one day. Um, and so it was one called Warren, not like a bunny mm-hmm. Warren, but like the name Warren. Okay. And it turned out that it was basically about a racist old lady befriending an autistic boy. Mm-hmm. Man, not boy. He was like in his 20s. Okay. And it was horrible. Um, we were glad Jim wasn't there. You know, Jim, uh, Aries' stepfather, has an autistic son who yes, was that yeah. age. And of course, his his son is severely autistic, but he knows so much about autism because he's been sure. dealing with it for so long. The guy wrote it saying that this is based on you know his grandmother. You know, it's a true story. Uh-huh. She had this guy that helped her. He didn't uh-huh. know if he was autistic, apparently, although he didn't mention <laughs> that at the time. We found that out later. 
Uh-huh. Um, and just basically he exhibits w- almost only once a stereotypical autistic trait and okay. basically runs the entire gamut of autism. <laughs> and yet at the same time, the playwright is saying that this play is supposed to show how each autistic person is different. Except for this one guy who has literally everything every autistic person has. Oh, no. But at the same time is... When research goes wrong. At the same time is able to recognize it. Uh-huh. Which in and of itself <laughs> yeah. is... A, is uh, autistic people are incapable of recognizing that they don't have the proper social... Uh-huh things but somehow he does Mm -hmm. and he describes the whole thing he describes (laughs) what the whole like how it feels soothing (laughs) the yeah basically he he gives you an emotional description of (laughs) god damn it they do he does (laughs) almost 100% tell okay and then and then turned out that like the last this let me let me tell you what being blind looks like damn keep going sorry this past, I think it was this winter, mm-hmm. they put it on at a theater mm. here in Boise. No, no, no. And not only was it the the, the director of the of the show was like kissing the writer's ass for who knows what reasons. Not like this guy's a famous writer. Right, this is his only thing. Uh huh. But he like they had to make the set just like his grandma's house, and the playwright oh, had all this input on the show. Oh no! <laughs> Which is not what you do. No, but, you just stick with the script. God right? Damn. You you're the writer. You wrote it. You're done. Now you yep. have to see how other people interpret your words. Yeah, yeah. But that's not what happened here. For <laughs> I don't know why. Um, but on top of that, he gave it a double title too. He called it Warren or Those People. I'm like, this play does not deserve a double title. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> a grown man wrote this. A yeah. grown adult man. Oh yeah. boy! <laughs> and just like Jim saw it, and he was he. Oh no, he did see it. Oh, did he want to set fire I to think the place? He saw it. Uh huh. Yeah, because we were talking about it. it. Just it was just not. He almost wanted oh. to stand up and leave. I think. I bet. I bet. Bernie just. Oh my she, god. She bit her tongue a lot, mm-hmm. but even mm-hmm. then, she still had to share some of her thoughts. Sure, but of course sure. they're just like, well, you're not the playwright, so this, you know, build this, yeah, yeah, yeah. build this intricate set that doesn't make any sense. Go ahead, like they wanted these, <laughs> they wanted these set pieces. Like for one, they wanted them uh-huh. all to match, even though at the same time the house is supposed to have been like she's supposed to have lived there for thirty years, right? So, was, so and she's poor, so you would expect yeah, no, a no, hodgepodge, no, yeah. but no, she yes. had to stain all this furniture to match. Oh man! And then they got her like a princess phone even though he said that she should have like an old phone and all uh-huh. this, it's just oh my god no if you're a poor uh i could just oh that's just oh my god <laughs> see this is a one thing like I, there's part of me right that wants to be like oh you know what i'll move to a small artistic community i said uh and and, and but like you're gonna run into just as many people who think they know what the fuck is going on because no one else is there to say you're wrong (laughs) or vote you out or vote you know like yeah the thing is like you know what you and Ari could both like pull the you know we lived in LA we worked with a bunch of it you could pull that and be successful (laughs) at like just trumping people based on that idea like you could actually pull that shit but it it just uh, it wouldn't be worth it because you'd still be working with the same the pop the population is very um, insular and ancestral, so it's actually sure, no, absolutely. hard to get into it. The only guy, you know, what's funny is I know one guy, and he he might still do costumes for Mad Men, but he lives in Boise and ran for like local office and shit. Mm-hmm. But um, it always weirded me out the idea that he must just come out every season for Mad Men. Mm, um, yeah, it's very weird. Yeah, it's very strange to me that, but it's probably cheap to live in Boise, way cheaper, right? Yeah. Comparatively, so there's I, a lot I, of I mean, people guess, from LA who have either mm-hmm. moved here or have summer homes here. Yeah. I just would have a problem with the uh, Obama N-word conversations that people seem to be having around you (laughs) at all times. At least in Boise, it's a very small group of people, and it's mostly just at Eddie's. Okay. All right. You know what? Stay away from Eddie's. Boise is one of the... It's like Austin is in Texas. 
much oh, okay. much larger liberal population artistic. Yeah. Yeah. There's like three but, towns that Wait, are Dan, in- how can you describe what it's like to be artistic? How would you even know? <laughs> That's my question. Yeah. Uh, I know. Uh, uh, so I was going to tell you to mark off earlier, but the recorder died, so it's okay. Yeah. But if you would, text me again 19 minutes. I have to go to the bathroom. Okay. I'm going to leave it running, but 19 minutes. The Dan and Jay's Comedy Hour podcast will be right back. Somewhere across the sea, somewhere watching for me, my love is stands on golden sands and watches the ships that go sailing. Dan Jay's Comedy Hour podcast is brought to you by beer. Mmm, beer. Drink it and be sexy. Hey, Dad, what are you doing? I'm drinking a beer. Wow, Dad, you're looking pretty sexy. Son, that's that's not an appropriate conversation to be having with your father. I don't care if this is a commercial about beer. I, I know, I'm just, I'm just saying, Dad, you, the beer's making you sexy. Oh, God, you're not going to do one of your experimental films again, are you? What, 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 what do you mean? Look, I found, I found your... Your Vimeo channel. Oh, oh Dad, I, I can explain it. No, no explanation, son. Just let Daddy drink his beer. Beer, you forget things. What did I I... And now back to Dan and Jay's Comedy <laughs> Hour podcast. God damn it! How many advertisements did I miss, Dan? Uh, just, just, just a couple. <laughs> you know, I'm forced to actually listen to this one all the way through, not like comedy on vinyl. So I, I, I'm looking forward to it. Sort of. Uh, side note, did you see that Sean joined Facebook again? Sean's yes. back. So that's, I saw that. Uh, everybody, celebrate. Everybody who just heard that on the podcast because I forgot to cut it out. Sean's back on Facebook. Uh, beers Yay. to the sky. Woo! Um, the, oh. I got a message, Jan. Let's, let's put the... Oh, oh who called me? Who called me? Because she asked if there was any damage from the earthquake, and I, I seriously had to ask her what earthquake. Apparently we had a bunch of earthquakes today. I, I didn't feel one. I, a, I know you had a 5.1 yesterday. What? When? When? Like... Where the fuck was months? I? I don't know. I was out at the grilled cheese truck in Burbank. How, <laughs> how the hell did I miss... How did I miss this? Kate posted about it. Chris Broom didn't the fuck? feel it. What the fuck? Yeah. Well, of course, Chris Barub didn't feel it. He can't feel anything. <laughs> I don't know what that means. It just sounded. I good. know what it means, Jason. <laughs> I know what it means. I, that's, you know, this is this this episode is replete with interruptions and giving Dan a chance to uh, entertain the folks at home. <laughs> I, uh, is that last? I'll, I'll ask your honest opinion. Is that last break worth keeping in? No, I'll keep it in. Absolutely no? not. No. Oh, okay. Not right. not this the one where I was making the mouth sounds. Yeah, I cut I cut my own audio for that just in case it was uh, it happened to be something bad. But no, it's just her checking up on us. She's like, no, there's a bunch of aftershocks. I it felt absolutely nothing. Absolutely. <laughs> what was the worst earthquake? You were here for a couple of bad earthquakes, weren't you? Or no? Yeah, there was one where there was the building which there was a couple aftershocks too. Were you were you here for that one while I was on the Mad Men set? That was like five years ago. It was like 2009. I mean, you were here for it, but do you here. remember I it? I don't. It's think... pretty big. That's that's the one, yeah. I remember that one. You were probably at work in your very nice, comfy building, though. So probably. Didn't well, the feel thing so bad. is, um, it at the KB Homes building. See, mm-hmm. I, at that one, I would have actually been at Pure Beauty, so I'd only been a couple stories. Actually, that would have been were near you? the end. No. Yeah, because two thousand nine is when I met Jen, so it was around. No, that wait, time. you're right. No, wait, I'm getting yeah. my years mixed up. Yeah, I was at yes. GHJ. Yeah, so that would have been one of the ones, because it's a. You know, uh, 18-story building. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it actually is designed to be elastic. So even when yeah. the earthquake is done, the building is still waving back and forth. Yeah. So earthquakes but feel longer when you're sure. and we're on the 16th story. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking gross. Um, did I tell you that I finished? I probably told you I finished the first draft of the documentary, right? Of Lords of Soaptown. You mentioned 
working on. I don't think you told me you finished it. Yes, I finished the first rough cut. I'm doing a bunch more interviews now just in case because there are a few like really important things that I'm trying to nail down and a few uh -huh. things where I'm like, ah, I don't have this in HD. Can you come back? And some <laughs> people are doing it, so that's fine. Nice. Um, but yeah, it's like an hour 37 right now. It's pretty good. I'm pretty happy with it. So Jim, that's... Remem Jim remembered the what you showed him when he was visiting that one time. Oh, that's right. I did show him that. That's funny. I yeah I don't know I uh, it's it's a totally different movie not totally different but it's different I would show it to you but I it's you know I had this one guy who I interviewed who's like so you've learned your lesson right don't show people shit until you're ready to show them because like honestly he makes a good point if I show somebody an hour and a half movie four times they be like why'd you show me this piece of shit four times like they can't appreciate <laughs> what it becomes when I, at the end so I'm not gonna send it, sell it, send it to anybody to look at until it's like except for Ray Ray's already watched it until it's like three or four cuts in and then I'm pretty close to done with it you know well i would i would still keep a handful of people who are willing to watch it four or five times sure because that way you can get some input on what does need to be cut or modified well if you want to watch it i'll send it to you yeah but you, all right i'm one of those people that hate it no matter what so oh, no no absolutely it doesn't matter That's what completely cut you completely understandable how many times i see it i'm just like mm -hmm. this has been shit from day one right and right I have no idea that it's going to be any better. So no, it's not going to be. Pretty, Un yeah, unlikely. I'm pretty much yeah. It's very not not well, I've pretty much just accepted my fate already, so it's fine. I understand. That. That's fine. That's good. Yeah. Uh, what was I going to ask you? Did you fin have you read the book yet? By the way, I'm just going to put you on 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 blast on the on the podcast. Have you read the book? <laughs> Some of it. I need to finish ha. it. Ha ha! Some of it. That's right, folks. Jason wrote a book too. Impressed, I am. <laughs> That was, this uh, is your second one, Jason. That is my second book. Mm -hmm. You know, although I will say this uh, as a heads up, I am thinking of literally just cutting it in two uh, because it's just so long. So if I do two two books, you know, then that it's it's not an eighty thousand word comedy book, <laughs> which some people have have advised against. I'm fine with it, but again, would I want to read eighty thousand words of comedy? I don't know. Maybe not. You could. It's a lot yeah. of. I mean, it depends on whether you want to kind of Andy Kaufman it in that you're <laughs> just like. The humor is for me knowing yeah. that you're reading this eighty thousand word comedy book or buying. That's very true. You know, that's very true. <laughs> it does need a lot more visual. But every time somebody tells me, you know, you should put more visuals in it, more graphs and charts. Like a lot of comedy books depend on graphs and charts. I'm like, I can't do a regular graph or chart. Why would I do a funny one? Like I can do really good Excel sheets. Should I put some really funny Excel sheets in here? Like, the, hey, you, wouldn't it be funny if this calculated this? Well, what you would need, what I think you need, because a lot of what yours is is history, mm -hmm. you need to do some photo chops. Oh, no, no, I have a bunch. And those are not, it's just not, those are just not finished. That's the one thing you're not going to get with the first, yeah. with that. But I think that's, for your book, that's really more mm -hmm. of what you're going toward. And I think I can get away with it for the most part legally, too, because I'm still amending and making fun of specific moments in history. And a lot of yeah, them are I government mean, those, photos. Those so. would all fall under the satire umbrella. You would be fine. Mm, the satire umbrella. Yes. I had a joke there. I lost it. <laughs> Something about I can't it. wait to read the book. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, boy. <laughs> that, that's, a, that's a note you have all through it, right? At the yeah. end of a paragraph, you're like, I had a joke here, but I, I lost it. <laughs> Once or twice, there probably are notes like that. <laughs> Do a joke about subject. Uh, like <laughs> Every once in a while, In I will do insert that. Insert humor here. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, for the most part, <laughs> just, oh, just copy and paste an accurate article from Wikipedia. Yeah, and at yeah, the top yeah. of it, in parentheses, insert comedy here, mm -hmm, and then yeah. go from there. Yeah, 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 that's the whole book. I didn't tell you that ahead of time, did I? Uh, I'm <laughs> sorry. Uh, oh, I also finished. Well, not finished. I'm almost done with the audio script for the community service album. Oh, nice. Because I took a bunch of the those sketches from those five episodes and turned it into a script for an album. So that'll be good. That's good. And then if we can figure out a way to get you, like, good recording equipment, then we can, like, you know, have you do a bit or two on it. We can figure something out. I'm sure we yeah. can figure something out. I'm going to wait until I get, like, good microphones or have access to good microphones to record any of it here because I just want to make sure it sounds... And, you know, and you can help me with Foley from a long distance because that's not hard. No, not That'd at all. That would be awesome. Foley by Dan and Boise. Yeah, so good. The... the the Dan Gomeler Foley House. You know, once pancakes. we get to put those, talk about those sketches, that's actually going to be a lot of fun because that was some of the best part of doing that, the audio comedy was doing the Foley work, doing the sound work. Yeah. Yeah. It was so much fun. Like, how, we, did that, we did a lot of that. And I mean, 
the the wait till you guys hear the Lizzie Borden sketch. (laughs) (laughs) But the the thing is, is that we talked about that sketch. Yeah, I was asked to talk to a class about that sketch because Mm -hmm. of the foley. That's awesome. Were you taking that class, or how did the teacher find out? Because I I was. It's when I was working um, for uh, Professor Cunningham. Mm-hmm. He is the he was the uh, in charge of the internships for the mass communications department. Okay, mm-hmm. so you know I was working with him and stuff, and you know, you know we would talk about things, and so he had heard my sketches, and she shared an office with her. Uh, she shared an office with him, mm-hmm. and so she had heard them, and she was like, she liked it, and she's like, you, you know, I want you to talk to my class about doing this and and the foley and all that. Mm-hmm. That's kind of awesome. Yeah. I almost think maybe instead of well, I mean, I want to do this it mostly wasn't just chronologically about the either, but just like the recording the sketches and everything because most of those ended up being pretty tight. That's true. No, it is true. Like even though there's somewhere I'm like embarrassed by the writing that I did, I like for the most part I'm like ah, we put this together really well. Like Titanic is great. Like I'm still so proud that we figured out that slow mowing the creek on your office chair was the sound of the Titanic groaning. I know it sounds as it so sank. Good. It sounds amazing, and we did some pretty good stereo work in there. Yeah, uh, I I really miss doing. I mean, that's the only reason I'm a, a good video editor at all is because I learned how to audio edit, and we did it so much. Yeah, y- you know, and that's more attention to detail because you got to you get down to not down not just down to the fucking frame, but down to the bit. You yeah, know? exactly. You're like I yeah I know this this sound has to go. You know exactly. It's it's because I don't know, it's when fun. when you're doing audio comedy, you you know especially. Gesundheit. Especially oh. like ours where it's, you know, it's like you know, I imagine it's like having to figure out an animated film. You know, just mm-hmm. listen to an animated film and ignore the dialogue. And realize right. that every sound that you hear mm-hmm. someone had to make and edit into the movie. It's true. I mean, there's there's not, there cannot be an empty moment. Whereas it, when you're filming something, there's always ambient sound. Yeah. So there can be empty pauses. Those empty pauses have to be completely manufactured because they're editing the dialogue together anyway. And the mics are so good, there's no noise. No noise. So you have to put the noise in it. Right. You know, and people don't appreciate that. And that's one of the those things. The only one that I know of that isn't like that is mm-hmm. Fantastic Mr. Fox. Mm hmm. Because that was all that was fucking filmed live. In locations. Similar it's, to, it's pretty brilliant. Yeah, that's pretty brilliant. Like I would, ne- I could never do a, a comedy album that way. I don't think I. Yeah, I wouldn't be comfortable doing it. I would have less control. I want yeah. the control, you know. But Dan's got a phone call too. This is awesome. No, it was an alarm for Not our an alarm. Food in the crock pot. Food in the crock pot. Two bits. Right? Yeah. All right. Well. I, I think we've uh, this is our hour. Is, oh, is my so, is my time up? Uh, am I? Uh, yeah. Are we gonna schedule an appointment for next week, doctor? <sighs> you know, well, uh, I have some other. You know, I don't want to be passive aggressive about this. I want to be direct with you. Okay. I don't. I don't think we can see each other anymore. Okay. So I will buy some of those sunglasses, like the real bird has. Yeah, that's fine. It's one hundred percent. I will do the same, and then we can talk. Go on talking the way we have fun. I just looking you in the eye. I want. I, I can't tell you what I think about you. That would just not be ethical because I shouldn't make a judgment now. But I have. So we both put on the glasses. I'll just exactly. hear you, and I won't be judging you based on your looks, which is mostly how I'm judging you. Right. I understand that. Just I mean, unfair. I did that. I did that too. I mean, I'm I'm choking. A, I've been choking back vomit for the last hour and a half. And not, you know, I understand. And that. I've only You're seen, not the first. seeing you for like an hour. You're not the first. You're not mm-hmm. the first. So. All right. Well, we've come to an arrangement. This is nice. Okay. You know, I didn't want to have to have couples therapy. I will write know, it on my hand. With a therapist. You're writing. That's a laser pointer. See, this is one of the... Th- I didn't have to see... If I didn't have to see that, I wouldn't have made the diagnosis that I just made in my head, which I can't tell you what that is. Uh, it involves sociopathy, but I, I won't say 100% what variety. Burned, I won't tell you I, the I burned variety. it into my hand. God damn it. And the dog's barking. I think I think at this point, mm-hmm. I have to go yell at the dog. You should. But we should take a, uh, an, an image picture. Picture okay. image. All right. All right. Tell me when you're ready, and we'll, we'll do print screen. Uh, let me... Although, now we're going to hear this in the podcast because we didn't sign off officially. We can sign Well, sometimes it's nice to give them this vision behind the scenes. Yep. All right. You ready? All right. Done. All right, Dan. Well... You, you're my hero, Dan. And I can be your hero, baby. Can you? 
No. I, I meant gyro, like G-Y-R-O. I'm oh, a see, don't confuse me like that. I can be a sandwich. You can be a sandwich. Hmm. All right. Between a goat and a transvestite, you can be a sandwich. Nice. Yeah. That sounds like a gyro to me. That sounds like a callback to me. <laughs> We're going to end on that every time. <laughs> Bye, Dan. <laughs> Dan and Jay's Comedy Hour, the podcast, is a Stolen Dress Entertainment production. It's hosted by Dan Gomiller and Jason Klom and is edited by Jason Klom and produced by Maury Povich. The Dan and Jay's Community Service theme song was composed and performed by Brian Magic Hands Madison. Visit StolenDress.com to listen to our other podcasts, read our blogs, read our tweets, watch our videos, and read our books. Please subscribe on iTunes, rate us highly, and write us a shining review. You can like us on Facebook.com slash Comedy on Vinyl, follow us on Twitter at Comedy on Vinyl, and find everything in one place at DJCH.StolenDress.com. <laughs> <laughs>